Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Nostalgic Drive Edition. Uh, as I teased earlier this week, this is a long one. One of my professors seemed to have forgotten that I was a distance learning student and required that I be at the final, even though I was never once at any of the classes. But... I didn't begrudge him that much. And I, um... Came up and I... Got to see my group members and... I then I, uh, went and dropped my keys off at that track. Because I never did that when I left there. And, um, I got to talk to him for like a solid half hour. Which was real nice. Uh... The majority of the people I worked with there... We're real good people. And it was good to see them all. Fortunately, some of the people that I did not like working with weren't there. So, uh, serendipity was on my side. I'll tell you what, guys. This was one of the worst finals week I've ever experienced. Uh... Not necessarily because I uh, didn't give myself enough time to work on finals. Like, that's pretty standard. I do that pretty much every time. Um, But just, holy shit. Was there a lot of additional stress factors this time. Just uh, the fact that, you know, I I was also working nine-hour days at work to in order to take a half day today so I could come up to present the final um, and then st- I got maybe an average of three hours of sleep each night uh, last night I got like an hour and 40 minutes of sleep not great I hit a point in my final I was working on last night where I was not done but I did not know how to do the next step and I was like I have got four-fifths of this done It'll be a B-ish. I'm just going to submit it. <laughs> so I did not finish the final. I just finished most of the final. Well, I know for a fact that that per- particular professor has been real strung out and busy. And she hasn't been grading anything. So she'll probably grade real easy. Playing the system. Ugh. This semester has also made me rethink whether it was necessary for me to get this second bachelor's degree. I mean, I'm so far in now. I've got a semester and a summer semester to go. There's no freaking way. And also, like, my signature is on the loans for those semesters. So, I mean, there's no way I'm going to quit now. But looking back on it, I probably could have taught myself a lot of this and saved myself a ton of money. Granted, I do have the uh, legitimacy of having, you know, an institution back up my skills, but the proof is in the pudding. There are people who get this degree that are not going to be as good at it as I am, and a lot of the really interesting stuff that puts me ahead, I learned on my own anyway. 
So if you're out there and you're thinking about going to school for web design, it may not be a terrible idea, but if you're listening to this from the future, um, you probably know that, you know, they teach web design in kindergarten. It's a part of being in a technology field. You will live to see what you went to school for obsolete. I'll be lucky if what the majority of what I learned in college isn't obsolete before Morgan is in high school. Hell, middle school. Hmm. But yeah, I'm real tired. Real strung out. Life's weird. A good friend of ours uh, moved into our guest room about a week, week and a half ago. Because just for reasons that are hers and I don't need to go into them. But, you know, we love her. She's one of our best friends, Asa and I. And we're like, hell, we've got an extra room that is literally just collecting dust. Come on, hang out. And it is, uh, it's incredible how not weird it is. And, uh, Asa and I are not strangers to having roommates while married. Um, but the first time we had a roommate while married, we were just freshly married. Um, we'd been married for about a year. We had our daughter, um, our daughter even got decently, uh, grew a decent amount. And we eventually asked that roommate to leave. And, um, uh, not because we disliked him, just because, you know, his lifestyle was not meshing with ours in a way that it created tension. But we've, I mean, at least she, our new roommate has not been moved in that long. But it is incredible how little tension there is. Um, my daughter Morgan loves her so much. <laughs> um, it's actually increased my daughter's vocabulary having someone else in the house because Morgan and uh, Morgan Aislinn and I kind of have a language we understand we've literally been with Morgan her entire life so we know what different little gestures and uh, noises mean that she doesn't have to speak to us and often chooses not to but our roommate doesn't have that, like, twin language that we do with our daughter. And our daughter knows that, so she, like, speaks to her. And we're like, what the hell is this? We've been trying to get you to talk for ages, and now just, son of a bitch. But you know what? We shouldn't complain. She's starting to use actual speech, which is great. She turns four on Monday. Um, I'll probably dedicate Monday to an episode about her. Because, you know, it'll be her birthday. 
Um, oh, today marks the day of uh, the launch of Let's Get Twy Hearted. Um, a little backstory. We were going to launch Let's Get Twy Hearted in January, but then lo and behold, something miraculous happened. Let's Get Twy Hearted hit number two in the new and noteworthy charts on the comedy category in iTunes. And we said, we've got this chapter one recorded. Let's get it out there while we still have potential to just get organic growth via the uh, charts. And which will potentially shoot us higher up the charts. Um, it, I don't know how. I, have, I do not know how we hit number two in the comedy chart with that podcast when all we had was a nine-minute preface. But I, I'm ecstatic. I'm absolutely ecstatic uh, and very happy. And uh, I'm going to be recording Chapter 2 with Bill and a, a as-of-yet-undetermined amount of guests... Um, could be three of us, could be five of us, we, and anywhere in between. So, even maybe two. Hopefully not two. The more the merrier tends to get a better energy. But yeah, it's been fucking crazy. Like, I guess where I was a few minutes ago, it's... It is almost odd how not weird the adding a roommate to our basically family dynamic has been. And she is... I mean, we wouldn't have invited her in if we didn't think she was cool. So, that goes without saying. But she gets along famously with Morgan so well. And she's... A lot, due because of Morgan's insistence, has been pretty much integrated into uh, just family time in general when she's home. Uh, she works more in the evenings than we do, so it's not all the time, but she'll sit on the couch and watch movies and eat popcorn with, it, with us. Morgan even uh, won't go to bed without her coming up and saying goodnight. It's uh, really... It, it starts to... Uh, bring into question what is family and I don't think I'm gonna give you an answer to that today but I think I'm gonna talk about it for a little while I don't have the super super deep family connection that a lot of people I know have, like your Mike Bennett's um, and some others, where I am deeply, deeply connected with my parents to the point where I'm like, and grandparents to the point where I am frequently like moving schedules because I have dinners with them. Like, I see my family very frequently, more than once a week, and I'm very pleasant with them. Like, I love my family a lot. But I don't make I don't really make special trips. I don't go out of my way per se. Um, only the only family we do that is with the uh, our more elderly family, uh, like Aislinn's grandfather. We've been visiting him every Sunday for over two years, I think now. 
Um, Asen, correct me if I'm wrong. And um, I've just recently started having breakfast with my grandmother once a week. So, I'm, I'm, family is becoming more of a, like, actual blood relatives. I'm taking more time out of my life for them right now. But I've always been one to embrace friends like family. Love is not a word I reserve for only blood relationships and uh, marriage certificates. I have a deep love for a lot of my friends. And (laughs) it does cause me to sometimes have big brother syndrome. If uh, somebody says, uh, says something I don't agree with about them, I tend to get a little uh, macho defensive or petty and angry. Which is uh, something I need to work on. But it's just because I care. <laughs> and I'm going to sound gloaty. I'm going to sound uh, full of myself saying things like, I've just got so much love in my heart to give. And I know love doesn't come from your heart. Just like anger doesn't come from your spleen. It all comes from your brain. But come on, metaphors are around. You get it. And, um... But this isn't a new development. I've always found myself... I don't tend to have a lot of friends. I tend to have a decent amount of acquaintances nowadays. But not a lot of people I consider my deep friends. But once you make that list... I, I tend to get a little intense, so to speak. Um, Anyone who has made friends with me recently can remember, I will, I get friend crushes. If I find someone that I mesh with well, I will talk to them incessantly via text messages or chat programs or in person. And um, I will share my entire life story with them because it's who I am. Um, I tend to be reserved with strangers, but as soon as as soon as you hit the uh, best friend category, buckle the fuck up because I'm on I, I come in hot. And I know being such a an open book, an open vein letting my emotions fly so haphazardly um, while can be a beautiful thing often uh, leads to uh, heightened emotions like anger and things when I feel when I feel defensive for these these friends of mine or when these friends and I try kind of grow apart or I feel betrayed whether I am or not, I tend to have intense reactions. Um, this 
this goes along the lines with the episode I did about James. Um, when I perceived him as betraying me by falling in with an AKA bad crowd, I, I had an extreme reaction of pretty much cutting him out. And um, I have since grown up a little and um, tried to rectify that. But it is not the only time uh, <laughs> intense emotions have resulted from this deep caring I have for people. And it's, it's very much an extreme. Like, I tend to... Well, I used to tend to not give a rat's ass about most people. But, as I've talked about before, I'm trying to kind of like actively grow up a little and um, be more sympathetic and empathetic to the world around me. Not be such an asshole. Not say hate words and not... Not make snap judgments. To think about things. To be like, well, where could this person who did this thing that hurt me be coming from? Because I'm trying to get back to how I was. Not such a short fuse. Not such a just raw nerve all the time. I used to be so chill. Nothing bugged me. I mean, granted, I had God on my side. But I'm going to have to find a new God. Something that calms me. And, um... One thing that, uh... It's going to sound super narcissistic. But it's kind of my... My new God is kind of myself. I talked about this uh, earlier this week being proud of who I am and taking pride in who I am and not needing um, a, a magical being to give me a sense of self-worth, to feel worth something. That is kind of taking, my, taking the place of what religion used to and helping me relax a little and let things go just not questioning my own motives as much. Being able to process things a little better. And I, I know I have my new job to thank for that. I've got my stunning partner, Aislinn, and her infinite patience with my um, when I spiral into um, I don't want to use the word depression flippantly uh, depression flippantly because I know people very close to me who have actual depression, clinical depression, and that's not something that it's. I can't be like, oh my god, I must have depression. I get sad sometimes. I know I don't have depression. Um, I do fall into uh, like just self hatred spirals and sadness spirals, but I don't feel comfortable using the word depression. Because I know people who have, like, legitimate clinical depression, and it's nothing. My, my, when I'm in a bummer mood, is not the same thing.
but family, guys. Our roommate is, I mean, she's not been there long. But I, I view her as a member of the family already. Um, I have concern for her when she has had a bad day at work. I, you know, am excited to know she'll be home in the evening so we'll be able to spend time together, like, as a cohesive group. It's, it is definitely outside of the societal norm how normal it feels. And I like it. I like... And part of my, like, being okay with who I am is admitting to myself that I can have family-like love for friends. Um, to the point... And, like, you can say that. It's like, oh my god, I, I loved my friends in high school. Like, you can say you loved your friends, but I definitely feel... Uh, I have friends... Not a lot, granted, but I have a set group of friends that I just, I feel very deeply for. Friends that are, were crucial in forming who I am now. Um, friends that I share a lot in common with. And as part of becoming and my self journey to being proud of who I am and having self confidence, one of the, the rungs in this ladder is allowing myself to unashamedly just love these people. Um, to know that I can give a friend a hug. And it, no, it's not going to be weird because I love them like family. And it's not, there's not some weird ulterior motive in my mind. It's just me caring for people. Because previously in my life I would have these emotions, but then be conflicted as to this isn't how you're supposed to feel about your friends. This is just the, like, this is like boyfriend-girlfriend feelings, or sibling-parent feelings, or... But no, uh... Love can't be pigeonholed, you know? I don't think love is so specific to how it is portrayed in freaking Valentines and, uh, romantic comedies. You can have a deep caring for people for many reasons. One of the reasons I'm talking about it is because I want to be okay with it. I don't want to say that and feel weird. Because it's so natural to care for the people around you. To be part of a air, air, air quotes, tribe.
and I mean, yeah, I haven't been talking about it a lot because I don't want a whole lot of the, oh man, bro, oh man, living with two women, what are you going to do, bro? What are you going to do, bro? Because that's not... That's not the level I'm working on anymore, fellas, or ladies. That's an odd lady who speaks like that, though. I love it. I absolutely love where I'm at right now. I love my job. I love my family. I love my odd, out-of-the-societal-norm roommate family dynamic that is developing it's uh it's interesting to say the least and to know that I'm so I've got such a strong relationship with Aislinn that she's not worried that I'm gonna fuck our roommate on the side or anything that uh I I am a trustworthy enough person <laughs> in the seven years we've been together that she knows that if she walks downstairs and sees me hugging our roommate, it's probably because our roommate had a bad day and not because I'm trying to get in her pants. <sighs> no offense, roommate. Not that you're not plenty attractive, but, you know, I'm a loyal man. There's literally zero danger of cheating. And I'm glad that my wife, uh, partner, ugh, I'm not gonna kick myself over that anymore. I'll say whatever flows out of my mouth. I know Aislinn trusts me. And she should, because I haven't been lying. I have not been laying in wait for seven years for us to get our female roommate so I can fuck her on the side. That has uh, not been my game plan. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad Aislinn uh, can see that. I've become, I'm becoming something that I would have rolled my eyes at not long ago. Very openly loving and kind of embracing some of the more wholesome factors that I kind of dropped during my more cynical stages. I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving some cynicism behind. I'm embracing feelings like not wanting to hurt people and loving people who I'm not like air quotes obligated to. And I'm proud of myself for it. And there have been situations that I, I've helped people process recently and they're like you know dude 
you're being real cool about this. And I've admitted, I'm like, this is going to sound like one of the most narcissistic things you've ever heard, but I'm pretty happy with how well and cool I'm handling some situations I've come across lately. Things that I wouldn't know how to handle not long ago. But just... I'm really starting to like who I am. But not enough to not make me feel weird about saying that. Because I really don't want to become narcissistic. Really don't. And... I think I I have a right to be proud of... uh, The feminist mindset I have. Or... The... Abundance of love I have for my friends. Or... Uh, my ability to help people process uh, information through conversation. I think that's a good thing to be proud of. If I start gloating about it, which one could argue that this is that. If I start becoming a white knight, um, so to speak, that could be trouble. And a white knight is, uh, I don't have any specific definitions, but I'll just define it as I understand it. A white knight is kind of an inter- uh, a term for a type of internet person, um, often associated with a man or male, because a lot of them aren't men, they're children, but someone who is just starting to kind of get into the progressive mindset and feminism feminist white knights are uh, what I have the most experience with because I definitely had some of these tendencies where instead of like just kind of subscribing to the feministic ideals and um, you know reading uh, feminist literature and discussing it with their friends they go on a motherfucking crusade to protect every woman on the internet. And anytime someone says something uh, barely uh, sexually charged, even if it isn't, if it's completely innocent, they're going to jump down their throat and be and uh, be like, "Now, don't speak to the lady like that. We need to give her equality." Um, but that's what these white knights don't have the ability to see the process is uh, he is he, she, they are treating whoever their air quotes protecting with a lack of respect due to the fact that they don't think that they have the strength to take care of themselves and often uh, I always imagine these white knights as sitting in the computer's chair wearing a Hawaiian shirt with a white fedora, being very proud of themselves about how they taught somebody who had a username of uh, uh, motherfucker89 that saying the word bitch was bad. While the white knights are sometimes not wrong, 
where their motivations come from uh, are often skewed and uh, a little off. Whereas they feel that they have to protect the weaker people who can't protect themselves rather than, you know, embracing these uh, perceived downtrodden individuals as equals and being like, hey, how you doing? Are you all right? Cool. Let's go get a gelato. Not just like, I must save you. Here is a rose because I know the, the lady folk like roses. I am going to go shout at motherfucker89 about how he shouldn't say such things to such delicate flowers such as you. You know, while they may, while you may uh, agree with some of the things they say, it's not coming from a uh, place of respect or uh, equality. So I don't want to become a white knight. A, uh, I don't want to become so full of how progressive I am that I become a total tool. Um, but I, I also want to be proud of myself and proud of who I am now despite where I came from. Being very conservative Christian and now being a liberal atheist while still maintaining a very positive relationship with my conservative Christian parents, uh, it's... I don't know. I feel I have a right to be proud of myself. Without gloating too much. Which this may very well be seen as gloating. Ugh. But back to what I was talking about family I consider people I consider like part of my family extends far past blood relatives and women I have a marriage license signed with um, Bill of the Popular Outcast podcast is a, like a brother to me and uh, I feel I could come to him with anything, and I hope he could come to me with anything. And if he was having a tragedy, I know in my heart I would do everything in my power to help. And um, and I, I know vice versa is the same. Granted, he's doing fairly well for himself, uh, splitting the double house with his parents and having his longtime girlfriend. So I don't think he needs my help anytime soon other than, you know, like posting podcasts and whatnot, but family is what you make it, I guess. And um I guess I'll get sappy on you. It is the holiday season, and while I don't really subscribe to a lot of the holidays going on right now, um, I still can get caught up in the uh, the emotions that they're pumping out in the freaking sappy-ass Christmas music 24-7. And, um...
Wow, I completely forgot what I was talking about. Family, sorry. I'm... I'm going to encourage you all to, you know... Connect with your family. You know, have breakfast with your grandma. If it's if it's something that's feasible. But you, you're going to hear this message a lot um, in this season. And the message that, you know... Oh, you need to con- connect with your family. Or reconnect with your family. You know, family is thick... Or blood is thicker than water. And, um... That's not true for everyone. And I, I feel... I would feel odd to not throw it out there that, you know, some people are 12-year-olds and they hate their family. And that's pretty common. And later in life they, you know, reform and everything is cool and they're happy. But not everybody's got a family they can be happy with. Um, there are awful people out there. Some of them have kids, and those kids don't turn out to be awful. So, if, if it's this time of year, and you just, you've given your family all you can, and you're just fucking done with them, don't feel bad, don't feel guilty if you tried. And rely on your extended family, your friends, your very close companions. For that family experience. Because I do think that that is so healthy. And, um... And cathartic. I don't know if cathartic is the right word. You get what I mean, though. So healthy and, uh, de-stressing to to feel like part of a family group to know that you've got people out there that absolutely love you and they're they're not hanging out with you because you're the cool kid with the Xbox they're hanging out with you because you're you and that's awesome oh my uh, one and a half hours of sleep is catching up on me That's one of the reasons I kind of lost my place there for a second. Oh, fuck. Me. Mm. My gut instinct was to cut the podcast here. And, uh, because I'm starting to fall asleep. But on second thought, I don't want... I'm not falling asleep because I'm speaking to you all right now. So I'm going to keep it up until I get home. But this, uh... This sense of pride in myself is really shifting a lot of things in a little... in A lot of little things in a big way. Like, I'm definitely motivated to podcast again. I, I feel more engaged with our audience. We've got Let's Get Twy Hearted rolling around in the ether. Which is... I, I have a blast doing... Oh, excuse me. I think you'll understand why I'm yawning. But, um... 
Sorry to leave you guys silent. My brain was trying to uh, figure out what the fuck is going on. Oh. I think I am going to call it here. Uh, thanks for listening to Jeff in Motion. Um, be proud of yourself. Allow yourself to be proud of yourself without being a tool without being a dickhead and um you know take some time to appreciate your family whether that's blood relatives or the people that you actively choose to associate with um find those that love you and appreciate them this has been Jeff in Motion um super sleepy double long edition um I'm going to call my mom. See you Monday.